You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Welcome to the Brains On Blahlympics. This is the contest where we see who can find the most mind-numbingly, painstakingly, totally, utterly boringest activity ever. Sandin here, covering all the inaction. It's a beautiful day here at the Brains On Boardatorium, where the walls are gray, the windows look out on empty parking lots, and the only sound you can hear is the echo of the wall clock slowly ticking away. Let's check in with contestant number one, the master maven of meh herself, Molly Bloom. Hey, Sandin. I'm just sitting here organizing these macaroni noodles from largest to smallest. But, Molly, all these macaroni are the same size. Exactly. It's very boring. Ooh, deviously tedious. Let's check in with Mr. Monotonous, Mark Sanchez. Mark? 472... 473. Uh, Mark, what you doing? Four, what, what? Oh, I was counting the number of speckles in the tiles on the floor, but you just made me lose count. Yikes. Oh, sorry about that, Mark. Are you kidding me? Now I have to start all over, which is even more boring than counting the first time. Thanks, pal. Um, you're welcome. Uh, Let's see. Over here we have extreme tedium expert Ruby Guthrie, who is... Doing taxes. Carry the one, divide by income. Um, taxes were due months ago, Ruby. Oh, I know. These are last year's taxes. I'm doing them for the seventh time to make sure I didn't miss anything. And done. It looks exactly the same as the last six times. Huh. Well, better start over to check them in eighth time. Ooh, geez. That is painfully repetitive. It'll be hard to beat that. Oh, but what's this? We have a surprise contestant. Bob. Bob, it looks like you're waiting for a TV show to load and that little spinny circle thing is on the screen? What? No, that spinning circle thing is the show. It's just an hour of the spinning circle. It's my favorite show. It's so believable and and true to life. Plus, I can really relate to the main character. You mean the little circle that goes round and round? It's basically me, you know? (laughs) Folks, I think we found our winner! Congratulations, Bob. May I present you the Brains On Blah Olympics Gold Medal. What do you have to say to our listeners at home, Bob? Shh, don't interrupt my show. I want to see what happens. Bob, it's literally the same thing over and over. Hey, no spoilers. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Maisie from Alameda, California. Hey, Maisie. Hey, Molly. So, Maisie, you wrote to us with a question. Yeah, I wanted to know if it's ever good to feel bored. 
That is a really good question. I'm curious, what made you think of it? Well, I was bored (laughs) and I thought, well, is there a good side to being bored? That's an excellent place for your mind to go when you're bored. So I'm wondering, like, when you are bored, what does it feel like in your body? It feels like I'm impatient to find something else to do. So is there something you have in your life, a a place, a circumstance, an activity that makes you bored? Mm, Maybe sometimes if I'm, like, doing a math problem, it might— and I can't really figure it out, I might feel bored, kind of. Mm, So maybe working on some math problems might make you feel bored. Anything else? No. Well, sometimes. Like, if I'm really stuck on a word when I'm reading, I kind of feel bored, like, if I can't find out the word. So what do you do when you get bored, besides think of questions to send your brains on? Well, I try to think of something else to do. Like, if I could find my dog or Mm -hmm. get out some of my stuffies to find if there's anything useful with them. And what's something from your life that feels like the opposite of boredom? Snuggling with my dog. Aw, that's so sweet. So what does that feel like to you? It feels cozy because he likes to lick me. That's really nice. So even though it's kind of a quiet activity, it doesn't feel boring. No, it doesn't. That's awesome. Boredom is something a lot of our pals are also curious about. Hi, my name is Isaac from St. Paul, Minnesota, and my question is, why do you get bored? Hi, my name is Jocelyn. My question is, why do kids get bored? Hi, my name's Lily, and I live in Shaker Heights, Ohio, and my question is, why do our brains get bored? To find out if boredom is good or bad, we need to find out what boredom is. And luckily, here at Brains On, we cultivate a keen sense of boredom. Wait, really? I feel like you're always going on adventures, talking to scientists, and finding new and unusual ways to eat food. Totally not boring things. You think the cheddar cheese quilt was unusual? But yeah, we do all that. But we also have to fold laundry, dust the mystery sounds, brush our teeth, and fill out tons of insurance paperwork. Did you know that we are now legally required to be insured for wombats? You throw one wombat music festival where 20,000 wombats party day and night for a whole week in your home, and suddenly you need more insurance. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. Me too. Sup, my? Oh, hey, Wombat Pete. Legally, I have to ask you to leave until our claim is approved. Totally understand. I just pop by to grab my sunglasses and glow stick necklace. See you at next year's Wombat Fest. Whoop, whoop. Peace out. Anyway, my point is, we get bored too. Everyone does. Boredom is just another shade of feeling, like happiness or sadness. And life is full of all different feelings. It's like painting with every color instead of just one or two. Okay, I can see that. I mean... How would you know what's not boring if you didn't get bored sometimes? Exactly. But what is boredom? So it's when you're doing something or sitting there and you have an emotional response that just what you're doing right now just is kind of painful. That's Heather Lynch. She's a scientist at Texas A&M University where she studies emotions. It's not engaging. You don't want to be doing what you're doing right now. You're not interested. So it feels bad, right? It's a very negative emotion. Yeah, that checks out. Even if it's normal, it doesn't feel good to be bored. 
Totally. But the tough part is lots of things can make us feel this way. Sometimes you might feel bored because you're doing something that's not challenging or you're doing the same thing over and over. Like folding your clothes or waiting in line or sitting still on a long car ride. But you can also get bored if you're doing something that's too challenging, something that you can't figure out. Like when you're struggling to understand a math problem or reading a book with lots of words you don't know yet. Whether or not you feel bored also depends on whether you care about what you're doing. Or, as emotions expert Heather Lynch puts it, is this activity meaningful to you? Does it relate to something, a goal that you have or something that you care about? And if it doesn't, you can be in a very active, busy room doing a ton of things and you can still be bored. Yeah, so I bet if sitting on the couch and doing nothing is really important to you, then it's not boring. It's more like relaxing. Exactly. So we feel bored when we're not challenged enough or when we are too challenged. And we feel bored when we're doing something that isn't meaningful to us. So that's what makes us bored. But can boredom be good for us? Maisie, what do you think? Is there a time where boredom can be good for you? Yes, because like once I was cleaning my room and I thought of something I could do after because I was like kind of bored doing it. And then I thought of something I could do after that was really fun. That's awesome. So it gave you some ideas while you were bored is what you're saying. Yeah. It was like this game with stuffies because I was putting away my stuffies. But it kind of inspired you to create a new game. Yeah. That's awesome. So the official answer from our emotions expert, Heather, is... Absolutely. Boredom can be good for you. One of the most important parts of boredom is that really gets you thinking and moving and exploring and creating. Um, And so we think about it as the driving force that moves you to think about new creative options and really gets you moving out in the world. Basically, boredom can be the springboard that launches you to bigger and better things. Cha! Boredom can take you to wild places if you let it. Who is that person with the grease-covered overalls? Ah, you made it. That's our special guest. Hey there, Brenda Brannick, Brain Mechanic. I've worked on all kinds of brains. Speed racers, long haulers, deep thinkers, and daydreamers. You name it. Well, we were talking about boredom and how it feels bad. Ah, yeah. Classic case of a brain that can't get into gear. Brains have gears? Well, not literally, but brains do have different systems. Some systems control things you don't even think about, like breathing and pumping blood. Others are involved in stuff like language or memory. Correcto perfecto. Here, let me show you using my 1967 Chevy Impala. See, I've got this little baby all tricked out to help you understand the brain. Whoa, instead of fuzzy dice, there are fuzzy brains hanging from the rearview mirror. And is that a brain-shaped air freshener? You bet your bumper stickers it is. Sadly, it, it doesn't smell like actual brains. It's bubblegum scented. Mmm, smells delicious. Now take a look here at the gearbox. I can use this stick shift to switch into different modes of driving. Kind of like how your brain can switch into different modes too. Like reading mode, or sleep mode. Now, some brain researchers think one way boredom happens is if you're trying to shift your brain into concentration mode. 
That's a mode that's good for doing things that take a lot of brain power, right? Like homework or solving a puzzle? Exactodactyl. So let's say you need to do something that takes a lot of concentration, like writing thank you cards to everyone who attended your wrench-themed birthday party, as like a totally random example. You try to shift into concentration mode and... No luck, Chumarino. You keep at it, but it's a grind. It just won't work. You can't get in the right gear. Ugh, it sounds so frustrating. It's mondo frustrato. Some researchers think that's what's happening when you feel bored. Whatever you're doing just isn't interesting enough to keep your concentration. Comprende? But get this. When you get really bored, something cool happens. Something cool? That's kind of hard to believe. All right, just hear me out. When boredom takes over, your brain shifts to something called the default network, or as I like to call it, daydream mode. Primo system right there. The daydream mode? Okay, that does sound pretty cool. Right? Daydream mode is kind of like cruise control. Because when you're in it, the activity in your brain goes down, and you switch from paying attention to the outside world to paying more attention to your own thoughts and ideas. Right, and scientists have linked this mode to creativity. Like Brenda said, it's related to daydreaming, but also remembering the past, planning for the future, and general mind-wandering. And when you're in daydream mode, your brain mobile can take you to some really interesting places. You might dream up a solution to a problem you've been stuck on, like how to make a hammer that never misses the nail. Or maybe you'll come up with a love story between two engines that fall for each other even though they come from totally different car manufacturers. Some people think it's this daydream mode that helps us come up with great ideas when we're doing sort of boring things, like taking a shower. Maisie, you talked about that earlier when you were doing something boring, cleaning your room. You got a new idea to play that game with your stuffies, right? Yeah. Does that ever happen to you another time? Yeah, I was cleaning up my TV room. I was going to go upstairs to put something in my room, and I saw my whiteboard, and I thought, well, maybe I could play school after this. Excellent idea, but... Boredom isn't always a good thing. Remember that emotions expert we heard from, Heather Lynch? She says for some people, boredom can sometimes lead to bad decisions. You know, it can drive you to take risks. You know, people that experience chronic boredom are more likely to gamble. They're more likely to drop out of school um, and struggle in school. So there are a lot of new experiences that you can fill your boredom with, and not all of them are good for you. Yeah, when I used to get bored, I would try unscrewing Phillips head screws with flathead screwdrivers just to see if it would work. Real bad idea there. Stripped so many screws that way. Yeesh, would not recommend. Right. Like Heather said before, boredom isn't a good feeling, so people will do all kinds of things to get rid of it. We'll give you some tips on how to bust boredom in a good way in just a bit. Sorry, sorry. That's my line for emergencies. Hello? Oh, you went to get something from the kitchen, then forgot what it was? <laughs> Classic brain fart. You got brain gas, my friend. I'll be right over with some degassing solution. Hang tight, Deuterino. All right, pals, I got a jet ski. Later, carburetors. Brains. Here's something that always grabs my attention. It's the... Are you ready for the mystery sound, my friend Maisie? Yes. Here it is. 
What do you think, Maisie? It sounded kind of like if someone was like knocking things over. Great guess. I have no idea what this is either. Should we hear it again maybe and see if it gives us any other clues? Okay. Maybe something hard. It could be like, like maybe there could also be something that if hit the ground, it was loud, like a box. Those are all really good thoughts. Okay, well, we'll hear it again and get another chance to guess and hear the answer after the credits. So stick around. We're working on an episode about memory and we want to hear from you. Do you ever use a song or a rhyme to help you remember something? We'd love to hear it. Maisie, do you use a song or rhyme to remember something? Yeah, like in kindergarten, we sang this song about the continents. Oh, how'd it go? I think it started with North America and then South America. Well, you know, it's a song that's really helpful to me to remember stuff, and I use it like all the time, is the alphabet song. Oh yeah, I do that too. It's the only way I can remember alphabetical order. I gotta sing the song every time. <laughs> I'm like sitting there at the library, and I'm like, I gotta find this book, A, B, C, D, and I go through the whole alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes. Like. Once I was at a Harry Potter camp and we were doing ancient runes and I wanted to write them in the alphabet. I was like, APC, Exactly. Very useful song. Well, listeners, please record yourself singing or reciting your rhyme. It can be one you invented to remember something very silly. Whatever you want, send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. Why do we need oxygen to breathe? Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. 
You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Maisie. And I'm Molly. Today we're talking all about boredom. We just heard how boredom is an emotion that people usually avoid. Yeah, it can help you get creative, but it also doesn't feel great. So people usually try to bust their boredom as quickly as possible. These days, we have a lot of ways to do that. Games, videos, TV, movies, surfing the web. So you'd think we'd be the least bored people in all of history, but I have a feeling that's not the case. Me too. It turns out the idea of boredom wasn't really a thing until sometime in the 1800s. But people were around for thousands of years before that, and they definitely felt bored sometimes. But people who study this think that those people just assumed it was normal to have dull times. These days, we have so many quick ways to avoid feeling bored. When things slow down, we think, why not just grab a tablet or a phone right away? But when you do this, you usually stop yourself from getting into a deep state of boredom, like that daydream mode. Right. Here's an interesting story. During the pandemic, scientists studied a group of people who were stuck at home with very little to do. They found that these people were, you guessed it, often really bored. But some of them got really bored, like mega bored, like super duper bored. And for a lot of these people, they pushed them to take up hobbies or learn new things. Like carpentry or baking or making wigs for cats. Exactly. But other times when people got bored, they quickly turned to social media. And so they never got really super duper mega bored. Sure, the boredom went away, but the researchers think it also stopped them from getting motivated to do bigger, cooler projects. Maisie, do you remember getting really bored during that time? Did you take up any new hobbies? Well, I did start going for a lot of walks to try to find cats, but that was basically it. (laughs) Did you make those cats wigs? No. (laughs) No? But there was this one certain cat that was, we thought his name was Franklin, but then he was actually named Frankie. Oh. It was really cute anyway. That is really cute. Yeah, for me, during that time, I got really into baking cakes. I was like, I'm going to bake I got time, and they were delicious. It was a good way to pass the time. Our emotions expert, Heather Lynch, thinks when you use devices to beat boredom, it's only a short-term fix. She says when boredom inspires you to do stuff that's important to you, you feel more accomplished afterwards, and that can feel really good. Totally. Now, if you're looking for some productive ways to beat your boredom, you're in luck. We asked Sandin to come up with some ideas. Take it away, Sandin. Hey there, Brains On Pals. Have you ever been bored out of your gourd? Like, there wasn't anything fun to do on the whole planet. (laughs) You're not alone. Right, Wombat Pete? Oh, true story, Sandin. I sometimes have days where nothing feels interesting. Not even playing Womb Basketball, watching the Womb Bachelor, or treating myself to a nice soapy Wombat. Ugh, I call that yucky, mopey, nothing interesting feeling... The Blorgs. Like, ugh, Blorg, it's raining and I'm stuck in my burrow. Or, 
No! The skate park is closed today? Ugh, total Blorg. When I was a kid, the Blorgs used to really bum me out. After all, it's tough when you're young because you haven't learned all the ways to manage your boredom yet. Right. But don't you worry, because Sandin and I are old. Well, I mean, not that old. Like ancient, so old. Okay, come on now. And in our many years, we've learned to beat the Blorgs. That's right, and we'll train you too. That's why we're wearing matching wrestling onesies. Now, cue the training montage. Round one. Take a look around you and see what you're working with. Got a couch? Great. Build yourself a rad cushion fort and imagine you're camping in the woods. Imaginary campfire and double-decker s'mores. Nice. If camping isn't your style, create an obstacle course and challenge your family to a race. Hopscotch down the hallway, butt scoot down the stairs, crawl on all fours to the kitchen, and finish with a somersault. Round two. Grab a pencil and a paper and give your imagination a workout. Write a silly poem. Design your dream treehouse. Or your dream wombat burrow. Better yet, draw me and Sandin partying down at Wombat Fest. Woo! Yeah. Next. Try writing a list of your favorite types of cheese in alphabetical order. Bonus points if you can make a cheese quilt out of them. Create a book of bedtime stories for your family. Draw a picture of something amazing that you want to do someday. Check it out, Wombat Pete. Here's one of my drawings. See, that's me. And I'm flying a kite shaped like a fire truck while I'm riding a yak named Boris. Hey, you know Boris? I know Boris. He's the best. Final round. Time to finish off those blorgs with some rapid-fire ideas. Dance party. Crank some tunes and have a dance-off. Grab a laundry basket, a broom, and some rolled-up socks. Play a game of sock hockey. Make a batch of pudding. Then make a finger painting out of pudding. Then lick the painting. Stick googly eyes on rocks and hide them around your neighborhood. And if none of those things sound like your cup of tea, think of something that makes you smile, giggle, go hmm, or even you. Yeah, you might even be inspired to start a new project or hobby. Woohoo! <laughs> Great work! We beat the Blorgs. Gimme paw, Wombat Pete. My dude! Oop! Yikes, Molly's coming. You know, she's a real stickler about that wombat insurance. Uh, quick, hide in the closet. Oh, hey, Sandin. Maisie and I were just going to go set up a very non-boring slip and slide outside, and we thought you might want to come hang. Wait, why are you in a wrestling onesie? Are we interrupting something? It smells kind of like wombat in here. Ha, ha, ha. Wombat? <laughs> no. LOL, that's so funny you would say that, random. Uh, it's just me in here, and I was sweating to the oldies. And I had broccoli for lunch. <laughs> and a lot of sauerkraut. Whoops, and beans. Toot toot. <laughs> Sand and totten, more like sand and tootin', right? <laughs> <laughs> tootin'. Good one, buddy. Come on outside when you're ready. Did she say slip and slide? Let me get my warm bathing suit. Wait, Wombat Pete, hold on a second. We're not insured for that. 
Boredom is an emotion, just like sadness, happiness, excitement, or fear. We feel it when our brains aren't interested in what's going on around us. It's good for you to feel some boredom. It can inspire you to be creative or learn new skills, and it gives your brain a rest. Social media and screen time might seem like boredom busters, but they can sometimes make your brain feel worse. It's good to just let yourself be bored sometimes. And you can use that feeling to dream up all kinds of new ideas. That's it for this episode of Brain Zone. This episode was written by Sandin Taunton and Anna Goldfield, with production help from Molly Bloom, Anna Weggel, Rosie Dupont, Aron Woldis Lossie, Nico Gonzalez Whistler, Ruby Guthrie, and Mark Sanchez. This episode was edited by Shayla Farzan and sound designed by Rachel Breeze. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Carla Wozniak, Brian Charles, Samia Schwartz, Andy Doucette, and Eric Ringham. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Head to brainson.org. While you're there, you can subscribe to our Smarty Pass, which lets you listen to ad-free episodes and other awesome bonus content. And you can submit your questions and fan art. Have we mentioned how much we love your fan art? It's the best. Okay, Maisie, are you ready to listen to that mystery sound again? Yes. Okay, here it is. I still say that sounds like stuff being knocked over. I'm going to make a wild guess about what it is being knocked over. I think it's the wombats having a party in the backyard, (laughs) and they erected some kind of structure to dance on, and it fell over. Oh, okay. What do you think? (laughs) Is that possible? I mean, it was sent by one of our listeners. Maybe they had a wombat party at their house, too. Okay. Okay. As good a guess as any. Okay, so we're still thinking metal falling down. Or anything that's, like, hard that will hit the ground. All right. Let's hear the answer. Hello. This is Oscar and Felix from France. That mystery sound was us putting away puzzles. I would never have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> I would never have guessed that either. Putting away puzzles. Those must be very heavy puzzles. Yeah, probably. I'm giving you partial credit because they had to be heavy to make that noise. And, you know, for all we know, they were made out of metal. Felix and Oscar did not specify. So, you know, who knows? They sounded pretty loud. (laughs) Now it's time for the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Takove from Tel Aviv, Jet from Tucson, Arizona, Lily from Florida, Grayson from Regina, Saskatchewan, Wyatt and Jacob from Gulfport, Mississippi, Penny from Metamora, Illinois, Connor from Canada, Anushka from Toronto, Ailish from Toronto, Liam and Lucan from Montreal, Lorelai from Annandale, Minnesota, Maya from Burlington, Ontario, Caleb from New Jersey, Flora and Iris from Arlington, Massachusetts, Ida from Copenhagen, Lilu from Jindabyne, Australia, Oliver from LA, Avery and Hazel from Florida, Nate from Montreal, Rosie from Lakeside Park, Kentucky, Ari from Denver, Violet from 
from St. Charles, Missouri, Ezra and Eitan from Port Washington, New York, Monroe from Louisiana, Noah and Saba from Calgary, Nora from Conyers, Georgia, Benjamin and Caroline from Reston, Virginia, Sherry from Nanjing, China, Mia from Richmond, California, Scout from Salt Lake City, Shashwat from Bangalore, India, Raphael and Emilio from Fayetteville, New York, Anne from Australia, Remy from Athens, Ohio, Adriana from San Francisco, Palace and Noble from Milton, Tennessee, Leona from St. Paul, Minnesota, Shale and Henry from Toronto, Stella and Lily from Portland, Oregon, Denver from St. Petersburg, Florida, Maisie from Bristol, Virginia, Hank from Newark, Ohio, Neil from Brantford, Ontario, Pax from San Francisco, Lucy from Christchurch, New Zealand, Andrew and Ethan from Minnetonka, Minnesota, Liam and Finn from Minnesota, Audra from New Berlin, Texas, Piper from Athens, Ohio, Gwen and Hugo from St. Louis, Charlotte from Shermansdale, Pennsylvania, Maisie from Alameda, California, Julia from Shakopee, Minnesota, Maya and Emmy from Seattle, Rand from Alabama, Cole from Raleigh, North Carolina, Tim from Seattle, Noel, Nico, and Mariana from North Beach, Maryland, Miles from Malvern, Pennsylvania, Max from Bentonville, Arkansas, Adam from Lexington, Oscar from Vancouver, Evelyn and Jamian from Colorado, Bren from Nashville, Ida from Bozeman, Montana, Tycho and Boone from Portland, Oregon, Mo from Columbus, Ohio, Anadine from Birmingham, Alabama, Liesel from Charlotte, North Carolina, William from Annapolis, Maryland, Juniper from Eugene, Oregon, Ezra from Tennessee, Lucas from Washington, D.C., Elliot from Charlotte, North Carolina, Bronx and Bennett from Wathena, Kansas, and Colin from San Rafael, California. We'll be back next week with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.